Welcome to ECP Viewpoints, a podcast from Cooper Vision, where we're bringing better vision to the world. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the ECP Viewpoints podcast. I'm Dr. Jennifer Palambi, and I'm the Senior Manager of Professional Education and Development here at Cooper Vision. And today, uh, in keeping with the theme that we've had in a number of our episodes, we are talking to two of the Cooper Vision Best Practices honorees, and our topic in today's episode is philanthropy in the profession. And so I am very honored to be joined today by Dr. Brittany Carver-Shemper and by Dr. Fahim Inyatali, who recently had a really interesting and, I don't know, just very inspiring experience as a part of a mission trip together. And so we're going to talk today about that experience and their perspectives on philanthropy in eye care. So welcome, Dr. Carver and Dr. Inyatali. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you for having us today. Absolutely. I am so excited that you two are here to join me for this conversation. Um, We had an opportunity recently to talk about a recent experience that the two of you had on the philanthropy side of the profession. And I know I found it inspiring, and I'm certain that all of our listeners will too. Brittany, (laughs) um, it sounds as though you have been a part of the planning and organization and execution of a number of mission trips. Um, in eye care and healthcare. So I thought maybe you could just start off our conversation by telling us a little bit about the history and then how um, how the two of you were able to come together and experience one of those trips, you know, as a pair on a recent one. Yes, absolutely. I'd be glad to. So actually for me, it started in 2014. I was walking out of church and one of my pastors came up to me and just said, hey, what do you think about going to India and doing eye exams or an eye clinic on a group of orphans there? I was like, absolutely, I'm in. I didn't even have to take a second thought on it. So uh, we were able to go to India. Um, We did actually an eye clinic in 2014 and 2017. And then um, I was able to, that was my first two, uh, trying to plan and organize. Um, And then we were able to go to Dominican Republic in 2019 and just here in January, 2022. So we've been on four overseas mission trips with my church since 2014. Um, Fahim and I are 2020 best practice honorees and we weren't able to meet in person due to COVID. So we had a virtual uh, conference and I remember Fahim because he has really nice hair. So <laughs> we were actually at a Vision Source meeting this past summer, and I recognized him because of his hair. And I was like, hey, Fahim, how are you? And he probably thought I was a crazy lady coming up to him at first. Um, but after, actually after that encounter, the next day, we were at the Essilor Vision Foundation booth, and I was telling them about my upcoming trip to Dominican, and Fahim came up to me said, hey, we would love to go. And that's how it all started. So Fahim, tell me a little bit about that first meeting from your perspective, the first in-person meeting you had with Brittany. Um, Did you in fact think she was a crazy person? I bet not. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. Um, I felt like it was a little bit of a meant to be moment. Um, I was looking to expand our, not my nonprofit organization that I founded in 2016. And I was looking to expand using the Essler Foundation and lo and behold, Brittany was there with her big smile uh, and open arms. And, and uh, I asked her, you know, how things are going. And she said, we're going on this mission trip. And I said, sign me up. And 
pretty much 45 seconds later, I had my flight booked. <laughs> it was a, it was an incredible moment uh, because it's it's rare to find someone with so much passion, and you can see it in her eyes. And I feel the same way about helping out, you know, other individuals the same way. And we just connected and clicked. And ever since then, it was uh, just a fantastic trip, and we made such a big impact. And I always felt like having a team behind us, um, it just makes things happen much more smoother. That's fantastic. Um, I definitely want to get into some of the experiences of the trip itself, but Fahim, can you tell us a little bit more about the foundation that you began in terms of a philanthropy? Absolutely. So we have a, a private practice um, in a Medicaid underserved area. And uh, I noticed there were several refugees. There were several people who um, just didn't have social securities, either didn't qualify for it and didn't have that um, didn't have that government assistance as you would expect. Um, so I felt like it was my social responsibility to be able to give back to these individuals. So that was the onset of the um, I Give Sight organization. Um, so we essentially have vouchers for glasses, medical eye exams, and um, they're, they're full comprehensive testing if needed. And um, we also have scholarships that we give out to um, students who are looking to contribute in the way that Brittany and I have done. Um, and uh, I feel like since then, we've all had a purpose. And I think that that has uh, realigned ourselves. And uh, there's we've helped hundreds, if not thousands of Houstonians so far coming our way. And uh, it's so rewarding, so heartwarming every time we see that next patient come in, we have a, a tracker that you're able to actually send over to the original donee uh, or the donor uh, of who the donee is. And you're able to kind of see that connection form and see what an impact that the person made by, you know, that new, the new uh, kiddo coming in and wearing his pair of glasses and essentially having a second chance at life. So uh, very rewarding. I'm very proud of that. And um, I would go back and do it all over again. Oh, that's fantastic. So it really was fortuitous or serendipitous, I guess, that the two of you connected the way you did at that meeting and ended up going on this trip. So, Brittany, tell us a little bit about the trip. You chose the Dominican Republic for a second time. You said this was your second trip there. So what was that like, pulling that together? And then I'd love for both of you to just talk about the experience and any highlights that came out of the experience for each of you. Absolutely. So, I have a mission team that's there from my church that lives there full time. And so they made it a little easier for us as far as uh, what areas of the Dominican. We went to Sasua. So what were the areas that needed um, help the most? So they set up times for us. Uh, one of them teaches at a local school there. So we were able to go there, see the students, see the teachers. Um, and then from there, we went to a local church in the area. And um, we ended up seeing about 300 people, uh, 300 patients in two days. So it was, it was, it was great, great uh, days, but I'm telling you, we were tired by the end of the day, definitely. Um, <laughs> getting it organized, it, you know, I'm, I'm getting better as I go. So, um, but when I met Fahim and he said he was going, I called my, my team from in the Dominican. I was like, I think I have another optometrist. I was like, it's too good to be true. I, I, I don't know, but uh, it ended up being amazing. So um, this is the first trip that I actually went on where I wasn't the only optometrist. And it was just amazing to have extra help, second opinions. Um, we, I couldn't have done it without them. Couldn't have done it without them. Um, my most memorable patient is um, a seven-year-old. So 
I saw a seven-year-old and the uh, mom came up and said she was having some pain in her eye and some discomfort. And I noticed all of a sudden that it was bulging a little bit. So I went ahead and dilated her and looked in and saw a retinoblastoma. So, and I'll be honest, yeah, first one that I've ever seen. So I went over to Fahim. I said, I need you to come take a look at this. So um, he came, he comes over and basically we have a pin light and uh, uh, a, a camera and a couple tools and we get that white reflex in. So I was, I was thankful that he was there to help me and just to say, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Cause at that moment, you know, this, this child has had no eye care, no health care at all. And, you know, if we weren't there in that moment, you just, you don't know what the outcome would have been. So she's in the process now of getting help for that. Wow. So that was my, my major moment. Yeah, I can imagine. And, you know, moments like that, especially when you're in a place that's underserved and where that might have had a very different um, outcome for that child, it really makes you appreciate what we have. And beyond that, what we can do um, by participating in things like this. So Fahim, was this your first trip of this kind? Tell me about it from your perspective. I have been wanting to go on a trip like this for the longest time. Um, you know, it's it's interesting when you're looking for something, uh, it's hard to find. Um, but when you're not, it, it pops up right in front of you. Um, and uh, I just, for whatever reason, the opportunity didn't come by until this happened. And uh, Brittany's church group was as wonderful as she is. And uh, they were very, I've never felt so welcomed. Um, so it was something that, uh, if we didn't see any patients, I would have still had a great time. So it was uh, it was one of those moments that I realized that they're just a great group of people. And it just, everything just makes sense of how many great things that everyone's doing. Um, and I, I too agree, um, having a partner in crime and being able to, to see those patients have second opinions. Um, you know, he was, um, the, the little girl who had the retinoblastoma, I don't know what would have happened if we weren't there. And that's just one of those things where, you know, we're eye doctors and the eyes are connected to the rest of the body. And we get that opportunity to be able to um, diagnose and um, be able to save lives just like that. And um, it wasn't just her. It was so many other individuals that had amblyopia that, you know, had um, diseases that were going on that, that may not have been um, treated if, if they didn't get that, uh, if we, if we didn't get that opportunity to see them. And um, of course, refractive errors were, were such a big, uh, a common thing uh, that's so treatable. And, um, you know, thanks to Brittany's group, we had um, so many pairs of glasses that um, we were able to match up to these individuals to be able to restore, essentially give them a chance um, at being able to see even our even our, our van driver uh, needed a pair of glasses and he had a high still. A little concerned how we got there and back alive, but um, other than that, um, he was, we were able to, to, to get him that pair of glasses. We saw, I think, a hundred and what, 10 year old or something, 109. Um, and he was going strong. So we were asking for secrets as well, but you know, it was, it was such a great, uh, occasion and having, a, having a partner in a group to be able to, to solve these types of, um, or at least attempt to solve these types of issues is I think just the beginning. That's fantastic. And so there's a, I guess, a takeaway number one for our audience is if you find yourself on one of these trips, start with the van driver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 
So, wow, 300 patients in just a, what you said, two days, right? So days. that yes. had to have been a really efficient operation. And when I think about that in context of our earlier conversation, Brittany, you called out the fact that you had a fantastic team of volunteers, but they weren't volunteers with eye care experience. So that had to have been really, you know, really interesting to pull something that needed to be that efficient together while also teaching. What was, how, tell me a little about the volunteers and how that ended up playing out. Well, the, it was about, it's 13 of us, I think, Beheem, right? And um, we, the first day was a little choppy, we, but we, we, we worked it out. Um, we had different people uh, at different stations, one taking vision. Um, we had somebody doing, we had two auto refractors, you know, one would work part of the time, one would work the other half of the time. Um, we had uh, Fahim's wife actually went, she was trained to do eye care. Uh, so she was doing eye care. And then we had uh, an optician from my church dispensing glasses. And um, I had several people from my church that had no experience with eye care at all, but they jumped right in and you would never have not known that they didn't know what they were doing as far as eye care. They, they did a f fantastic job. They knew exactly what they were doing. And I, I asked several of them if they needed a job when we got back. <laughs> but, um, the, but everybody just got into the groove. And uh, the second day was a lot smoother. We actually, I think, saw more patients the second day, but it didn't seem like it. We figured out the flow. That's fantastic. I, yeah, it just goes to show, I mean, everybody's there for a purpose. Everybody's there out of a spirit of giving and philanthropy and to just jump right in, learn the ropes and make it happen. I just, I can't, I don't, I'm just so impressed by the group that, that went with you just hearing their story, let alone having witnessed it. And Fahim, I know you said that working in that group had an impact on your overall perspective on philanthropy. Do you want to share that? I just loved it. Right. Yeah. So what I was saying is, uh, since I was younger, I've always wanted to change the world. Uh, I always envisioned it changing the world by myself, but having that team makes such a big impact and, and being able to have that support group made me realize that you can impact the world, change the world on such a, a monumental level, as opposed to trying to do things yourself that I don't think I will ever, ever look at philanthropy the same. I think I'm forever bound by a team of passionate individuals who are looking to do good, do good for others. Um, you know, we we always wear a couple of hats, maybe even three. Uh, one's a, a business hat, one's a, a practice doctor, uh, being a doctor hat, and then the other one's being a family, family person. Um, in this case, we we got to be, we got to wear a few different ones at the same time, but I think our systems hat came out at first and our, our practice management hat came out because it's 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 something where we had to be as efficient as possible if we didn't want to, you know, uh, have the lines be too long or have some discouragement within the group. We had to keep staff morale, keep volunteer morale. Um, so we had to come up with systems extremely quick. So we had all the equipment and within a couple of hours, we, we got a chance to transition to a very efficient running operation. And I think that's the only reason why we got through so many exams so quickly. We weren't turning away anyone. And um, it, it got it was a great feeling when we got to the end of it. Sure, we couldn't feel our feet, but at least at least we got to the point where we got to see everyone. Um, as Brittany mentioned, my wife came along. She's a pharmacist, so she got to experience a little bit more hands-on in the eye care world. And, um, you know, 
it's really easy when you're surrounded by people with so much heart. That's fantastic. I just love that. And I know we had such a significant moment yesterday, Brittany, when we heard him say that, that I did get an opportunity to say, you know, what do you feel? And you've been on now four of these and, and, and experienced this firsthand in so many different ways. What's your main takeaway that you've come from, come away with, you know, from these visits and from these experiences in these different countries? We're, we're needed we're needed. And, you know, you, you don't really realize the need for any healthcare until you go there and you see, experience what they experience. You know, they can't even go in for a, um, a broken arm and be seen immediately. I mean, it's just they're the lack of, of everything. I, I mean, the church that we went to, it was one little room pushed out to the side that this family that had been homeless was living in. I mean, there's just absolutely nothing. So when you, when you go to these places and you see the need, the passion is just there. And it's just, it makes you can want to continue to go and to go. And, and, you know, not only, you know, we always say across the street and around the world, and you don't have to necessarily go around the world to do mission. You, there's plenty of opportunities in your local area to do mission. And, um, you know, that's one thing that people need to keep in mind because sometimes it's hard to get together with a group or find a group that's going overseas. Um, they're a lot of fun, but there's a lot of opportunities close to you too. A lot of people in need. Yeah, absolutely. And and that kind of led me to, you know, as, as folks are listening to this and thinking, gosh, how can I contribute? How can I be a part of this? I think the two of you, um, together, you know, you paint such a thorough picture and that, Brittany, you're organizing trips all over the world. And Fahim, you've created a foundation that help people right there at home. Um, I think a great way to close this would be just what advice do you have for anyone that's out there and says, gosh, I want to find a way to give back. Where do I start? Well, you just take the time. You've got the knowledge. You just have to make the time. Um, for us, for here, we do a local uh we call it our outreach program where we do free eye exams and glasses for one day and collect backpacks for local schools in the area. You know, yes, do we shut the business down for a day? We do. Um, but it's, it's rewarding. And, and just to be able to, to see people come in without vision plans or without insurance and be able to get an eye exam and get glasses. Um, we also last, just last July collected 450 backpacks that went to four different uh, underprivileged school in our er schools in our area. So, you know, it's, it's there. It's so many opportunities, um, you know, reach out to, you know, local nonprofits in your area. And even if, you know, they have a, a, a person that's maybe um, without insurance or in need, they can send them your way. You know, you just have to make the time. Absolutely. What do you think, Fahim? What would be your advice? Um, you know, this trip gave me, uh, I, I felt very humbled and it gave me a relentless pursuit to give back. And my advice would be the only time, the only time it's acceptable to show off is if you're showing off about doing good for others. And if that inspires just one other person, I think you've been pretty successful. I can't think of a better thing to brag about. You know, that's fantastic. Gosh, thank you both so much for your time today. I am I was just so excited to share this story with our listeners. And I mean, I was equally excited when I heard you. And Brittany, you know, I got all inspired. I was like, oh, I got to get back in touch with the folks in our area that do these kinds of things as well. So I hope that, that our listeners are having that same kind of aha moment right now. 
thank you so much for both of you for coming on and sharing this story. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. And I love the best practices program that brought you together. It's a terrific group. For those of you listening, our next class, our 2022 class of best practices honorees will be announced soon, perhaps already will have been by the time this podcast um, airs. So for more information about the best practices program, about honorees like Brittany and Fahim, and about this newest class of best practices honorees, stop by ECP Viewpoints, the practitioner-facing blog at coopervision.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I would look forward to talking with you again on our next episode. Thanks everyone.